Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Your hair looks nice. Oh, thanks. I finally got to leave it down. I'm o- it always is up, and it's so long. Like This is probably the longest my hair has ever been in my life. I just don't even know what to do with it. You know. It looks good. Oh, thanks. I get to enjoy yeah. it now that I'm at home. You know, a little glamour. A little, little Hollywood glamour. Yeah. To match the movie. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, welcome to Old Hollywood Realness. Welcome. The, po- the podcast that recounts the Hollywood glamour machine one film at a time. Yes. I'm Kathleen Alt. And hey. I'm Philip Estrada. Yes, you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to get this, like, introducing ourselves picked out one day. No. <laughs> we are our own biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's dive right into it. Um, so the movie we watched today is Laura from 1944. Yes. This is um, a really awesome film noir movie. Um from 20th Century Fox, directed by Otto Preminger, um, starring Gene Tierney as Laura, Dana Andrews as Detective Mark McPherson, Clifton Webb as Waldo Leyendecker, or Lydecker, sorry, uh, Vincent Price as Shelby Carpenter, and Judith Anderson as Anne Treadwell. Yeah. Um, the costumes were designed by Bonnie Cashin. Um, so, Kathleen. What is your history with this movie? Well, um, huh. um, my history, was, I've actually never seen this movie before. I'm far more familiar with the song, Laura, and um, uh, apparently the, the lyrics, uh, there's a, a song that was written to go with this movie, and then years later there were lyrics written with it, um, and it's one of the few songs I, I kind of know, and, um, and, but I remember it <laughs> uh, actually because um, I'm a huge fan of Spike Jones, who was this big sort of comedian entertainer in the 50s, and they did a parody on the song Laura, so it's like, <laughs> hey, do you see Laura, woo woo, you know, and so that's what I, <laughs> I actually have a less glamorous background with this, it's more like, woo <laughs> woo, sound effects, oh. and like, <laughs> and then they'd be like, um, you know, because like some of the lyrics are like, you know, those eyes, how familiar they seem, and someone would come by with like giant bug eyes, and it was very like, I guess like Weird Al, but that's sort of how I know, <laughs> and I know the song because of that. Like I can actually croon it, but because I know it from this like, woo woo, you know, <laughs> silliness. So <laughs> a woman died. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Well, just laughter takes taste. the power away from the pain, you know. <laughs> But uh, so that's how I know this movie, sort of. Also, I'm a huge fan of Vincent Price. Oh, who isn't? You know, I mean, love him uh, in every way. Young Vincent Price. I know, I know. Woof. I mean, he was. First of all, let's just get right to it. Yes, this movie is like eye candy for the dudes because, oh please, um, like I think it was like. 
like on his like the third cut cut to Dana Andrews, I was just like, he is a babe. I was like, yeah. Jesus, he was hot. He like, cuts super, a handsome figure. I don't know, and super he, brooding, yeah. super and and like, there's stuff. nothing like super buff about him. You just know like this is a guy who's seen some shit, and he's like kind of tough and r- gritty and real and um and wears a suit. And I know. let's, I, like, uh, I just, I, you know, my, my it, 1944, this is like, to me, this is one of my favorite eras in general because it's like deep in World War II and like fabric yeah. rationing and people just really made the most of it with ex- like, they, they, they were like, fine, well, if you give us ration fabrics, then we will do the most amazing tailoring that we've never seen since. You know, like yeah, it's I exquisite. Mean, <laughs> I mean, the suits in these in this era are for men. I mean, this is like yeah. the height of like ma- like almost like gangster style dressing, where it's yes. like very sharp suits, very wide collars, very wide shoulder pads, like just very beautifully tailored suits. Yeah. And, it's and uh, fedoras and double-breasted suits and yeah. suspenders and and like pants that come up kind of high but they're still I mean, kind of high. Super high. high. <laughs> like, this is well, era of like, yeah, high pants, fast talking. Like, but that's the like, thing is like the lead. I mean, he 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 even looked good. He looked good. I mean, you know? he looked good. <laughs> he, I mean, he was a handsome like, man. I mean, let's just talk about how like the the interactions between his character and um and so there's so. So the whole premise of the movie is that Detective Mark from McPherson is inter- um, is investigating the death of Laura Hunt, who is base who just ends up being dead, and she apparently is this ravenous beauty that everyone falls in love with for some yeah. reason, including him, including himself at one at later in the movie. Yeah, so, but get this, um, she's found in her apartment. And her face has been blasted off with a shotgun. No shit. I and mean, like the first sentence is... of the movie is like, I remember the weekend that Lara died. And so you're like, okay, <laughs> this movie's about a chick who's already dead. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's like there's they don't show you anything, but like just what they're talking about is so ghastly that you're it's still really yeah. intense. Um and uh you know, and you can see how everybody's really affected by it. But it, it does also start off with yeah, like you said, with the detective who goes to a guy's house and slow pan around, you actually think it's like a little old lady's apartment. Like a, a glamorous <laughs> New York lady, perhaps. The ones it that wear like giant is, yeah. glasses, you know, big furs. <laughs> And yeah, like your Iris are yeah, kind exactly. Of it was like her, yeah. You would think it'd be like her apartment, slow pan to a small mustachioed man in a bathtub, <laughs> 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 with a with a tray and a typewriter covering his junk. <laughs> I just love that he's like he's just like Dana Andrews, come into my bathroom yes. and hand me my <laughs> hand me my washcloth, and then subsequently hand me my robe. Yeah. I'm like that is a that's like some baller ass shit where he's just like I'm in charge I'm the alpha male right? and you're gonna look at my shriveled ass old man dick <laughs> and I was like that takes some cojones yeah. straight up and he was, was he was just smooth he's like yep and I'm, this is what I do and I've already typed up my statement for you <laughs> yeah I mean so Clifton Webb um, Clifton Webb plays Waldo Lidecker, who is the guy who basically take plucks Laura out of obscurity and makes her into this big star of the advertising world. And he is a um, somewhat of a bon vivant style, like writer, um, uh, 
radio host, yeah. those sort of thing. He does like kind of in he's apparently based on a real character named Alexander Wolcott, who was a New Yorker um, theater critic at the time. Um, which I thought was interesting. Apparently, he must have been an infamous, infamous yeah, character at the time. Yeah, probably super influential on people's yeah. careers and stuff, kind of like they imply in, in here, too. Yeah, sort of like the, um, what was that? Why can't I remember that guy's name? Um, oh, Dominic Dunn. There we go. He Yeah, he reminds me of sort of like a Dominic Dunn character. Yes. Where he yes. is just sort of like, Very much this so. sort of like, mm-hmm. That's sort perfect. Of like man about town, knows everybody. Sophisticated. Sort of deal. And yeah. yeah. And like very quick witted. Totally. Like everything out of his mouth is ridiculously quick, where people are sort of like he leaves people like in the dust, you know? Yeah. I mean, and like, and the so funny is this movie is, well, okay. So Clifton Webb was just a big old queen in yeah. Hollywood. And he was like in the closet. And people didn't really want to like work with him because he was kind of like, he was so overtly gay, yeah. but he had a huge career on the stage, which I thought was, which is pretty yeah, rad. That, yeah. But um, he went through like a period where he didn't work for like 30 years in Hollywood. I, is that before, he, before or after? Af- but it's like he had like he worked for a little while and then didn't work. Yeah. And then he got Laura and then they the guy, I guess, Otto Preminger really wanted him. Yeah. And then they ended up using him and he like blew it away. Yeah. Got like an Oscar nomination for this movie. And um it was pretty, so he kind of revived his Hollywood yeah, career. Yeah, well, I thought it was so cool reading about how, like, it was the first movie he had done. It was his first talkie he had done. And, like, oh, it's yeah. 1944. So, so like, he had done a bunch of silent mm-hmm. films and then was, like, outcasted to, to Broadway. Yep. And then he came back. And then he came back. Movie. First talking movie. And, yeah, uh, Otto Preminger really wanted him. But Daryl, actually, it was Daryl Zanuck was like, that guy's a queer. No way. You know? And then he was like, <laughs> no, 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 I want him. And uh, who got nominated for Best Supporting Actor? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the big old queen. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there is some. There's some pretty choice. He has. He has some pretty choice one. Oh, he does. Movie, yeah. All so good. And, and actually, where the beginning he- part where I love, like, because I watched the movie a few times. I it was mesmerizing watching him dress because, like, after oh, he gets yeah. out of the tub, he just. It's like if you want to see how a man put on a like a a really amazing suit from like underwear to white carnation like he just does it Mm -hmm. effortlessly while he does all of his lines talking to him and it's just it's amazing it's like it's so second nature um but his pants are really really high I'm super, but they high. look amazing. Like, it <laughs> well, was, because you know. it was the era where it was the era where a man wore he would wear a jacket, he'd wear a suit. Three, so yeah, not and even he didn't a wear belt. It was a like a piece, suspender but thing, it, yeah. right? So he'd, he'd, he'd either have like a vest over the pants, um, and then the pants, and then yeah. a jacket, and he would not take off the jacket, and he wouldn't take off the vest, so you wouldn't see how high the pants yeah. are, and plus it would make everybody look super long, super tall, so like raise the waistline yeah. level up. That high. I mean, it was but just the it, people just don't dress that way anymore. I know. It's a damn shame. And it, it, it is <laughs> a damn, damn shame, shame because, like, I was looking and, like, the line of his pants were so, like, I just need to geek out about it this. They looked so good because I loved how they came uh-huh. up super high in the back, but then they were perfectly cut, like, lower, almost like 
at like f- from the front on they didn't look too high they just came up high in the back yeah. but then he wore the suspenders and they just kept everything so smooth <sighs> like there were these smooth oh, yeah. tailored wide leg pants and like but you could just really tell how like the suspenders like wearing your pants like that with suspenders versus a belt you can really see where it gives you that smooth clean line with a wide leg versus if you had it like crunched at the waist um yeah yeah that's just i'm I, man that was a probably the most beautiful time mm. for for man dress yeah. like seriously of course because like yeah, he's super skinny and he looked wonderful and then the other guy like he wasn't super bulky but he it, like his suits made him all bulked up you know like they were just they oh. knew how to it like dress to flat like fit to flatter um uh we have to go on a tangent so about this because they d- it's like you said it's just not people don't do it enough you know People just don't dress that yeah. way anymore. And it's, I mean, the guy literally put a handkerchief in his pocket mm-hmm. instead of a pocket square, a full handkerchief, and then also cracked off. Oh, the yeah. Sta- like you when know, he the did the white carnation, carnation, he wasn't even looking at it. He just did it while he was talking he to him. Like it was something. I did this put every it day. Into his button. Yeah. Yeah. As a boutonniere, just every single day. I was like, that is class E. Yeah. Classy. Like that is, woo, yeah. Girl, and it wasn't like, like his manners were particularly like fay or whatever. It was just like this is my no. normal shit of getting dressed and like I don't know. I I really admire people who can like deliver monologues while like so naturally and perfect like that. Like not mm-hmm. not rushed or anything. And he's like, yep, getting dressed. You know. <laughs> yeah, it was so. It was the acting in this is like. Yeah. I mean the. beautiful absolutely beautiful acting in this movie and so after Um, he gets dressed (laughs) we go over to um laura's apartment right because um because mark mcpherson is trying to figure out who killed laura and there's basically everybody that we named in the main cast is all suspects at this point so there's uh, clifton webb is a malda leindecker is uh is a suspect vincent price is introduced when he gets to the apart when he goes over to uh, Anne treadwell's apartment because that's where they go first oh that's right that's um, right there's basically he wants to interview her and there's all these insinuating um insinuating details about the money that she's been giving shelby vincent price's character and like all them and like he's basically like insinuating that they have a relationship which they totally do yeah I yeah. like I Gigolo. they don't say it they don't say it but it is implied and it is a capital G Gigolo. Yeah. like he is just getting it from everybody <laughs> in this movie like Vincent Price is getting around he, yeah it, which you know uh, you do you um, it's <laughs> um, it's really interesting too because I remember like that whole scene sort of plays out like you're watching it on stage because like um, the I'm sorry, I can't remember the actress's name who plays um, the aunt. I I just keep wanting to call well, her. I, I want right. to call her Mrs. Danvers because she played Mrs. Danvers in Rebecca, and I that's all oh. I see. I'm like Mrs. Danvers. But anyway, she comes out from the <laughs> so, back and yeah. she's wearing this beautiful black gown, which has that total like 1940s sarong tied in front and little asymmetrical mm-hmm. jewelry, and her hair is like perfectly quaffed up into like the poodle curls. Um, it is oh, just God, yeah. so like. Not on point 1944 two and a half yards of fabric and no rationing no regulation on my hair we got big hair and we got conservatively but yet festive festive dress and um asymmetrical jewelry um it is just great and she comes out and um and and then eventually like vincent and they're talking to her and then vincent price comes out from the same entrance and he's like oh i was just having a nap because you know <laughs> it was hot in my hotel i'm having a nap i just came out of the same door that the other lady came out because you know that's the only door we have 
even though it's like a giant house. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So sure. that's subtle. Just, you know. And and then I think like the whole thing with Vincent Price's character is he's like he's like a he's a guy who came from money in Kentucky, but like lost his money like they don't you know didn't get inherited so. yeah he's like yeah he's like a he's like a trust fund kid yeah. who lost his trust fund to the government or something so like he got seized somehow so basically he's just like a useless washabout yeah where he has like got no skills and he basically just sleeps his way to survival really i mean <laughs> kind of just to kind like, of I, I mean in a sense and also sort of to keep up the appearance of like not really being poor you know, he yeah. if he's, you know, he can still sort of be among society if he can hook up with, you know, and sort of keep that going. And I think that's and it, it's funny because I feel like the woman he's with, she knows exactly what he's doing and says that a couple times. She's like, oh, like, yeah. I know. She and is... I love him. Like, I know he's a I know he's uh -huh. an, I know he's using me, but I, I love him. Like, we're not good people. I think it even I think later in the movie, she even says the f she says something to the effect of like, I can afford yes. him. Yeah. Which I was like, go. Okay. I was like, she is not at all ashamed of what she's doing. And she doesn't nope. even care. She's just like, I'm doing this. This is my man. Yeah. This is how I keep my man. I'm like, girl, you Which, go. You know, like, I have to admit, I, I really kind of admire that kind of character versus the whole, like, I'm in the dark and I don't see what's going on. And then heart getting broken. Like, I like that. Yeah. Like, she's a strong woman. She may not be, you know, you may not like her choices, but she totally. is free to have them. So that's yeah. pretty cool. But I do love this scene because this is also where Waldo Lidecker uh, was. Ba I think he refers to Vincent Price as a male beauty in distress. Yes, which yes. I was like, that is oh, well, so you know. Good. And if you think about uh, it, then, what if 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 Vincent Price was a woman and had lost all of her money? I mean, how many times have we seen characters like that? We would call them gold diggers, right? You know, even if oh, you were yeah, for money, so it's like a, you want to remain in society, you'd hook up with an older guy and make sure he takes care of you. You know, like that's. I mean, he's just the male version of that, really. You know, I think that's what's interesting is there's like gender reversal. It's easy to see it as sort of there's a fluidity to it, you know? Yeah. I'm like, get your bills paid, girl. I don't, I mean, you do you. Yeah. But also, so after that, they all, they, um, uh, Mark Waldo and Shelby all head over to Laura's apartment and, I think what was it? I had I kept writing down all the quotes that he said because Mark referred to her as a dame and apparently Waldo did not like anybody referring to Laura as a dame or at all yep. and so he's like is this the home of a dame <laughs> which I'm like you big old queen shut the fuck up <laughs> like, no you? sir it's the <laughs> home of a seven year old woman <laughs> it's a home of yes that um, house was so <laughs> Miss Arpel lives there because it looks exactly <laughs> well, like your apartment. <laughs> But did you like? I was watching it, and there were like, there were lampshades with oh ruffles God, all over them, and they were like big, like gaudy, gaudy. The curtain, like, everything was so cloying. Was just, it was um, very like, it yeah. Was, it was like something that your grandma's house would look like if she was fabulous in the forties and they just never changed yes. their house. You know, where you're just like, what is happening, Gma? Like, figure yeah, it yeah. Out. This, you can tell this is definitely uh, not mid-century modern. Like, mid-century modern had no. not happened. Minimalism had not, not happened. Yet. This was more like no. we need as many dustables on our shelf <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Well, Laura had a maid. Well, and, that, and ever, that's exactly like what my train of thought went. I was like, well, you got devoted. someone to do that. I guess it keeps her employed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently she would work for free. Yeah. Which I mean. Everybody she, had nothing but great things to say about Laura. Oh, and apparently the maid was the one who found the, the uh, Laura with the shotgun blast of the face. So she's like totally traumatized. Oof. 
Yeah. It plays it off pretty well. Um, <laughs> yeah. This girl is a that that maid was a whole nother yeah. story. I was like, Jesus girl, you need to take it down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you are just a little too committed. She was to almost your, she was like daughter. one level more committed than everyone else. Like she just needed to like like if there was a dial, she just needed to dial it down like maybe one or two notches. Cause she was like aligned, yeah. but like louder than everybody knew. Well, it kind of sounds like me. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I feel her pain. <laughs> but I just didn't understand why she was like so obsessed with Laura. Like she was just like, I'll do anything for her and I'll work for free. I, I don't care. And you're like, wait, girl, it's just a job and she's just a lady you clean well, for. Like, I kind of got the, the impression, like in so many words, she tried to say that like she helped her out. Like she, she did her a solid or she helped her out when she didn't have to. So I think there's sort oh, of like a, a loyalty. Uh, that was the impression sort of, uh, or at least maybe I kind of had in my mind was that she feels very impassioned and loyal to her because maybe she gave her a chance or helped her out or kind of went above and beyond and just helped her at a time when she didn't have to, you know, they definitely, she, she seems to really be that, that like, like Irish maid stereotype, which is, you know, a little uncomfortable. I mean, even that's, that's, that's pretty like, it's, it's, it's racist. Like it is, it's just that, you know, like it is, I'm sorry, but it is like, cause she's like, well, Oh ma'am, you I know, mean, like totally, like totally. But oh, she geez, didn't, you know. Did you notice that she didn't have, she had an accent in one scene and didn't have an accent yeah. in the other scene, which I thought was, in, that was like, um, yeah. Okay. Figure, figure out your character before you go with an accent. And, but she did have a lovely <laughs> rayon printed dress and, and yes. a cute little hat that had a cool little strap in the back, which I thought was pretty neat. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so uh, when they're at the, so after they leave the apartment and there's like this whole situation where, uh, sh- uh, Vincent Price's character Shelby finds a key that wasn't there earlier, so he basically planted it, imp- implicating him of having access to Laura's upstate, uh, cabin or something, which was so basically he's like super suspicious from the yeah. get go. And then Waldo and Mark have a have a cute little supper date where they go to an Italian restaurant that is their table. Yes, which yeah. Waldo and Laura's, and then he basically starts telling the whole story of how he met Laura and blah 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 blah. And it's it's pretty epic because that's when all the glamour starts. Yeah, that's when you see Gene Tierney for the first oh, time, and we get like all a little bit of a glam. glam montage of, of like all of them his his, his little yeah. imagination is great <laughs> i mean uh, so uh she's in like a cute little sh- uh suit yes. uh, when you first see her she's in like this really like wide sho- shouldered suit that would basically give you know i mean that she'd have to turn sideways oh to me to it's like it's the thing. total it quintessential mid-40s like a suit and it's it, it complete with like yeah. the check and like it's not plain because it's one of those if you look closely they're really doing there's like little pockets with pocket flaps and then there's little strips of like the check on the bias so there's like yep. a lot of self-trim yep. that was gonna and say that. um and underneath yep. there's like a sweater but then the little neckband of the sweater is the same trim as the jacket and then she's almost got a hat that almost looks like a little bonnet which to me gives her even uh-huh. more of like a sweet sort of wide-eyed like younger kind of like it, it, there's it, it's a bit more juvenile looking i think that like looking back yeah. that's maybe kind of the the silhouette they were trying to give but she looks absolutely gorgeous and what a face oh my god she I is mean, so beautiful and her little her voice is gotta, beautiful yeah. i mean just really really refined you know she's got a she's got a face like bing crosby's oh, voice she's got a 
Beast <laughs> <laughs> like Bing Crosby. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyhow um yeah but then so uh he she's she comes up to waldo in the algonquin hotel while algonquin hotel (laughs) while she (laughs) while he's dining which he's having none of it because she's trying to sell him on becoming the spokesperson for some ad campaign that she's got stuffed up her yeah. sleeve or something and sh- he's basically just reads her from oh, head yeah. top to tails where she's like he's like you got some nerve coming yeah. up in here he's and like, I like i don't use you pens need to. i use goose quills and venom <laughs> so, <laughs> so good <laughs> and i think even at one point he's like you bore yeah. me <laughs> just go away and, and he's he just like waves casually, away. not just casually <laughs> eating. He's even like, you can tell he's like a fastidious eater because you can't exactly see what on his plate, but just by his hands moving, you know he's like picking. He's just picking, picking, picking at everything yeah. on his plate and being a weirdo. He's like he's Sheldon Cooper from fucking that uh, Big Bang Theory, you know, <laughs> like just <laughs> <laughs> like picky nerd. <laughs> Reader. <laughs> he's basically just like a crow where he just has nothing good to say and he just like pecks at everything yes. and you're like oh dear god it's so funny um, but of course he changes his mind and he shows up at her office like a goddamn yeah. stalker and is like i'll give you the endorsement but you have to dinner with me <laughs> she's like uh okay sure uh, yeah and she's like make me into peggy also yeah pretty he's much like, okay i think that's what's interesting is like you know yeah she's She's like in the stenography pool at uh, some advertising company, like pasting pictures on, and she's got big dreams. Which, as we all know, 1944 and women with big dreams is not exactly a good combo. So you know. Well, but this would have been during the war, though, so it would have had a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's true. But they were, I mean, so but the, like sense. this, I feel like, and it's weird because I didn't really see any mention of like wartime or anything in the movie, but. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, th- but remember, they were promptly and you know in- in- encouraged to put work away and go back in the kitchen, quite literally, like a year yeah. later. So no. yeah, you're right. I mean, this was a time sort of when it was there was a bit more of an oasis, but it still would have been, you know, why would you ever want to do a thing like that when you could learn another recipe? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I was reading somewhere, and they were saying that the Dirk, because this was during World War II, they actually had to write in that whole bit about um, Detective Mark Rufus and Dana Andrews' character getting injured in the line of duty, like a, getting a shot to the oh. leg or something, and having like having like a having like a silver shin bone or something, because that would have kept him out of the war, and that people would have had a negative reaction of seeing an able-bodied oh, young man. You know what? Screen. That's totally makes sense. So that's why sense. it was like a big... So that's why oh, they Oh, that totally there, makes sense. And you know I, what? That would actually make Vincent yeah. Price even more of a slime bag for like the fact that he is oh, yeah. just sort of farting around and not, you know... Like, I would think the fact that like that, that would just sort of shine how much how much of a mincy he is and a, a wuss that he is for not <laughs> doing anything, you know? <laughs> I'm just making up words here. Uh, Yeah, sure. It's all good. Um, So after they start becoming friends and going out to dinners and, you know, and he gets to, like, 
lure at her and lasciviously from the corner. Um, basically, there's a whole montage where he goes through and says that he made Lara into the specter beauty that she is now by choosing a, a more flattering yes. hairstyle and color and showing her all the gowns that look good on her. And it was um, and there is that one gown that she like does yes, a quick spin the strapless in and it's one? like a drop. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! It's like and it's like got a drop waist and it's got a really full skirt. And it's all like a dark grounded like oversized yes. floral and i was oh, like oh no yes, she looks with her queen. hair up like that it was so gorgeous and she just spun yeah. around it and as one does <laughs> because <laughs> when you're at when you're at an atelier yeah. that's and it was cool because you, you could tell like when she first came out there's no petticoat or anything under it, it doesn't have that it's like the skirt is full but the fabric is very like drapey um and, and there's no like pet like nothing under it to make it like full skirted it's just that as soon as she turned and moved yeah. it was like there it is. It was so beautiful. But it was only on screen yeah, for like all yeah. of a second. Um, and then then there's also like, they, then there's another cutaway where they cut to like her at like a party or something. And she's wearing this oh, beaded shoulder cape. Oh my and God. I was like, what the uh, what? Hey, that Phillip. cape was my hey, Phillip, everything. She, she's wearing your cape. <laughs> Girl, let me borrow that cape. <laughs> Cape snatch. <laughs> snatch that cape right off your damn uh, shoulder. It's so good because they're like sculpted. They're like the strong sculpted uh-huh. shoulder. But then it's just like that white, like like applique sequin that's like just sort of trickling oh. down. And then again, her hair up. Like there's a lot. Of, I just love that. Like, I guess it would have been sort of like vic- slightly like victory rolls or something where they kind of roll it up on the sides mm. and then all the curls are up yeah. on the crown. It's so elegant. And it looks really good. Very early Betty Grable. Yes, yeah. It's very, yeah, that sort of like what you would see yeah. her doing. There's that sort of whole look. It's also the same kind of hairstyle you'd see, you would remember from uh, Sean Young in yes, Blade Runner. Yes, exactly. That sort of like same look. And, you know, by contrast gorgeous. to like when you first see her and she's wearing almost like a little bonnet hat with her hair down, it's like yeah. this dramatic, like she's a woman now, you know, like a sophisticated yes. lady. But she looks stunning. <laughs> stunning. So good. Um, but, uh, so then the story basically devolves, then it's, then, uh, Victor Vincent Price's character, um, Shelby is introduced where, and Waldo's like, that motherfucker comes in and like tries to steal oh, my yes, lady. But, but and right before we see her, uh, see him, it's, she like comes in the room and she's got this like fur on that she takes, like the maid helps her take oh off. Oh my God. And she yeah. is a vision in this beautiful, like long white dress with the draping around the mm-hmm. hip and like, yes, Oh my gosh. Yes. And her hair's down this time, but it just, I mean, it, I wouldn't. I don't want to say it's 30s because it was. It was 1944, but it's just. It was, she, and she looked beautiful, just beautiful. I mean, it's just and beautiful draping in the front, like at the front, like right around the yeah. right below the waist, and like this beautiful. It's it almost was like really Egyptian gorgeous. looking, and like the way it was like hung off the w- yeah, hip and like sort way. of dipped in the front, but it's, it's so beautiful. And she's like checking herself in the mirror, and Vincent Price is like. His pussy right arm <laughs> off, and he just beelines it right across the room. And this other girl's like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Yeah, I gotta go. Bye." You know, like <laughs> he's like, "Get, get off, off me, me poor woman." I'm bl- <laughs> I, I, I see a lady with money. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, but also, what had happened? What had happened before this was is that apparently she was trying to uh, that the artist who painted the portrait of Laura was also hollered yeah. at her and tried to get all up in her bits and. Uh, 
Waldo was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm gonna write an article about you, and I'm gonna trash your name and make you look like an idiot." And Laura fell for it. So basically, he is going out of his way to make sure that she doesn't date anybody because he wants to date her, or I'm or be thinking her. be her, or or, or keep, <laughs> or like keep her like, pure. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I can think of. I is like the way he. It's a weird. They have a very weird. And it's such a weird thing because he's like, we have dinner every Tuesday, and she didn't show up one night, and so I went for a walk, and I just happened to walk by her place and be <laughs> happened. happened to be standing <laughs> in a blizzard outside of her, you know, window, and I see this man. What are the odds that he would? somehow find himself in front of right? her apartment. But he did. And right. then so so then sure. he sees this guy leaving and he knew he painted a report. And then yeah, so that's when he writes this this, you know He like waited for yeah. the dude. Waited for the dude to come out and I was like, they could have been at it for uh, an hour. He could have spent half, the night hours. and then know. you know, a bit of light yeah, well, popsicle <laughs> out there in the in the <laughs> sidewalk. <laughs> well um yeah, girl, it was not cool. Um but there was uh so ba- so she meets Vincent Price, and then he's like, I would really like a job yeah. because I'm useless, and I can't yeah. seem to figure out how this whole working No one will hire me because they and can't even believe <laughs> that I'm such a loser. Like, that's kind of what he says. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm so rich, no they, one will hire me because they, they think I'm too it. rich. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't spend any of my money because it's, uh, because it's seized by the governments. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, I don't really know how this works as a job interview, but apparently she gave him a job. Yep. And like, then he uh, started working for no. her. I guess it works out. I don't know. It just there, There's a working montage yeah. and, you know. And then they go yeah. to dinner and she wears some sort of interesting gingham floppy hat that looks yeah. like a cross between Dorothy and the Gordon's and Fisherman. And Blossom. Which yeah. I... <laughs> It was very. I was Gordon's like, yes, fisherman. it was like it's Gordon like, Fisherman. Literally, I was like, are you? I was like, you're such, you're such a beautiful fisherman. I know. Person. Like, are you gonna go catch some sea bass? Like, uh, you know what? Sure and I, I really did not that. understand that hat at all. And then, I, but then, like later on, and I was talking, but like later on, she's wearing a, a like a similar hat and a trench coat, and she comes out of yeah. the rain. And I'm like, oh, I get it. it. Maybe it's more of like a rain hat because it just perfectly covers her hair, like. You know? But they didn't. Sh- but, but it, it wasn't a rainy no night. To the fact that it was yeah. raining, and it, she, they never showed her outdoors, and she wore it while she was dancing, which I yeah, was like, it was a little. That is not a dancing odd, hat, as honey. you would say. It's an odd choice. <laughs> it's an odd choice. Choices. Yeah. Figure it out. Like, I mean, what are you doing? she's so gosh darn, darn beautiful. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, she could have probably had poop but on I her head, and we were funny. like, oh, you're so pretty. But <laughs> yeah. But- She's just like I could wear a piece of shit on my head. Yeah. I'm Laura. I, mean, I make it look good. It was it was a challenging hat, but even Jesus, you know. <laughs> that hat was a challenge, <laughs> a challenge to the American. But leave viewer. it to Jean Tyranny to make it work and slay. <laughs> <laughs> well, but even Vincent Price had like he makes a reference where he's like, "I approve of that hat," and yeah. I was like, "Okay." But then he you makes would, another weirdo. Refer- but then later on in the movie, he says something to G- uh, to um Anne Treadwell's character or Anne Treadwell, and he's like, "I love that hat." I'm like, "You have a weird preoccupation with hats since well, you're mentioning it multiple times." He's a hat man. He's a hat man. He's he like, also- I really like it. <laughs> I like it when the ladies wear hats. He, he also is a shoe. He's a footman because he he goes and he's like oh i could hear her mules clicking clicking across her her slippers i guess you know what mules are and you and then you explain it to the man you mansplain mules to the other man man, (laughs) to the queen which i wish that waldo was like girl i know what a mule is i'm wearing them tonight (laughs) 
Like, I got three pairs. <laughs> My boy, I have 12 <laughs> pairs at home. <laughs> look at me, boy. Do I look like uh, the man? Do I look like a man who knows what a mule is? Of course I know what a mule is. <laughs> I was wearing mules when you were in diapers. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after, th- oh, but this is when, so she's, when she's dressed up like the Gordon's fisherman meets Dorothy, they go to dinner and then they dance. And then uh, Vincent Price is like, be with me tomorrow. Be with me the day after. Be with me forever. Let's get married. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, let's just pump the brakes toots yeah like, we need to like do our thing i feel like know? he did the whole like switcheroo where somebody's like here let me give you a 20 now can i give you two change for a 10 now can i give you two five <laughs> then all of a sudden you end up with two dollars <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he basically tried weird. to he wanted her to marry her and he was gonna basically just like three card monty her into doing it yeah it was very weird <laughs> she's just like i don't know what i just agreed to but what was great is that waldo was there the whole time creeping like yeah. a creeper creeping like a like, creeper oh, behind the pillar okay. it was just yeah. and Steve and his internal uh, dialogue was for all of us to hear. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then she goes over to his house later that week, and he basically just drags him all through the mud, saying yeah. that he's sleeping with some other broad, and blah, 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 giving away gifts. He's giving away gifts that she gave him yeah. and all this stuff, but she was wearing the most amazing outfit that oh, night because it was the all stripe like number? the stripe yes. number, and then it had a huge peplum that uh, was cut on the cross grain. And I, I was know. like, girl, and I love how, like, s- yes, like, that was cut on the cross, but then, like, the front was cut on, like, everything was cut in a different direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the front and it the back so are different, but it was, like, a dolman with, like, a... I think oh. that, yeah, I think that her, I think that the story that um, our our friend, the costume designer, was that Bonnie Cashin was telling with her was like, we're going to do draping on her. She's yeah. going to be the draped character. I know, right. <laughs> we're gonna, so her whole, like everything was beautifully draped or yeah. had like shoulder tucks or like, you know, like some sort of like change of direction or those. Yeah. It was so beautiful. It was really beautiful. And, and then she had a matching belt too. Yeah. Was cut on the, cut on the vertical, which I was like, yes, queen. Yeah. Get that belt girl. Yeah. And then it's it had like a little cloche hat and I loved her and like this beautiful clutch bag too. Like she, that everything was it was just like a yeah yeah like a trapezoid shaped like clutch bag and i mean waldo kept her well dressed yes very well dressed and if you're gonna receive bad news you should be well dressed. oh yeah (laughs) and you know what and i guess in a way that's sort of great because like that is sort of the scene where sort of everything kind of spirals out of control for her uh, as far yeah. as like deception and stuff and and really she doesn't really wear any other like stripes everything else she really kind of does is solid and and straightforward and like this is sort of a bit more like like i don't want to say crazy but it, it does give that sense of like you know something's happening you know it's it's a little more movement um yeah and yeah so then she goes she ends up going with waldo over to um uh, Mrs. Mr. Danvers' house <laughs> with <laughs> and, 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 and Vincent Price, yeah, to their house, <laughs> and uh, and they're they're dining, and um, and it's funny because it's like you know she's dining with him, and then I mean, he's he's he, caught in a lie, he, but then he's, he's been caught in a lie about yet another woman. So it's like it, yeah. it, which is you know which is that he's he's accused. Um, uh, Waldo has said like I've caught him with one of your models, one of your advertising models that basically looks like her. You know, which is very interesting. It's like, oh, well, you know, Laura's not moving along as quickly. So you he's sort of like 
you'll do. You kind of look like Laura. I'll just date you, you know? <laughs> like, that's kind of the impression that I kind of got, you know? Um, they, yeah. Yeah. She was like a cheap version of Laura. <laughs> yeah. But there was like, so there's deception upon deception because he was like, oh, I don't, you know, he was staying in that night and then Aunt Tread, well, Auntie Treadwell wasn't there, wasn't supposed to be at her apartment. And then when they go to her apartment, they're both there. It's yeah. like, they're just like, oh, that's when it's like very obvious that something's happening between them. I mean, he's got three ladies on the side. Yeah. Like he's got... He's got three ladies total. Yeah. He's he's a very busy gentleman. He's gross, is what we're I saying. Mean, <laughs> he's pretty, at least. Man gets around. Yeah. Um, so that's basically that. And our friend Laura's not having it. She's yeah, like, she confronts him uh, and she's uh, like, like, Yeah, so I've got I I have the cigarette case that apparently you pawned, so you could go buy some bling for some other bitch, you know? Yep. And then she leaves. And, you know, I guess at some point they were engaged and she's like, no, I got to get out of here. Like, I, well, you know. the, he, 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 uh, Jesus, he proposed to her at the restaurant and right. then they had that whole confrontation. And then she calls up Waldo and is like, I guess it takes the time to figure out some shit. So I'm going to go up to the country and just think for a while. Yeah. And then, then that's basically the last time he talks to her and then she gets blasted in the face with buckshot in her apartment. Um, and then it dissolves back to the restaurant. So it's, yeah. that, that's basically him recounting his, his whole relationship in the last moments he saw her or had heard from her yeah. before she was murdered. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty sweet montage. It was a pretty sweet montage. Lots of some good Gene Tierney action. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah. Um, and then so it so it goes back to um, the detective going back to her apartment and trying to figure out some more stuff because he's still, of course, he can't just like let it go. I mean, there is a murder on the loose. So yeah, <laughs> he is being all sexy in the apartment, you know, just strolling around, touching things, making phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Being a big you old know, hunk. picking up her <laughs> hankies and smelling perfume, <laughs> reading your letters or diary, yeah. playing and your music. Where, right. Oh yeah. So then we're introduced to Bessie, who's her nut job of a maid, yes. who's basically yeah. like getting all uppity about how he's eat, reading her mail and stuff and all this. And yeah. I was just like, okay, Bessie, take it down a notch. You're coming yeah. on a little clingy. <laughs> and that's what, but that's also when we learn like, she's the one who basically found her body and she's uh-huh. been completely fucking traumatized. And so she's just really protective. And she even says, she's like, I was raised to spit when I saw a cop, you know, or something like that. It was just <laughs> like, was like okay. you know, and, and, um, very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, so she's she's very protective of Laura. But it just makes it even more intriguing for him. Like, he knows something's up. And the other thing I wanted to point out is, like, the character, his, he, he's always playing this little game. And I swear to God, it looks like a 1940s Game Boy. But it's actually, like, <laughs> a little game of, like, baseball. It's one of those little, I don't know if you, you know, if you've ever seen those ones like that, where there's, like, little ball oh, bearings. Yeah. I, re- that you have to, I remember those. Everybody you'd remembers have, those. Like, little, like, you'd have, like, little pockets. You'd have to, like, try and get yeah, them all Yeah, get into, them all in you there. you need to get all into different ones. And yeah. That's some sort of weird touchstone for his character. Yeah. Where he just plays that. And he whenever he wants to, like, check out of whenever people are yelling at each other well I, I i actually i think it's also because i think it's also to show that like the man likes puzzles like because it yeah. is sort of a puzzle and like getting things and like i don't know i mean it it seems like that's sort of what 
Because, like, even when I'm watching the movie, like, I, I think it's like, oh, this, you know, the de- detective becomes obsessed with Laura, too. And I didn't really get that impression. If anything, I think that he he became really fascinated by her and then really sad that she wasn't there because even before he's talking about, like, oh, girls are just dames. Like, he didn't really, yeah. you know, obviously he hadn't had good experiences with women. And then he finds out about this woman who's so accomplished and so not just beautiful but kind. And, like, everybody's talking about how great she was. And so he, it's like, you know, I think he's like, he, he is. He's sort of, like, in the end, sort of pining for this person because he's like, what is, what was that like? Like, what would it have been like to even know somebody like that? You know, uh, yeah. um, and I, I, that's, I, I feel like it's a movie that you can watch a few times to sort of get that impression from. You know, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. So that this whole this movie is very com is not complicated, but a lot happens and a lot of like. Sh- the f- focus is shifted from character yeah, to character. Yeah, layers. There's like, layers of things. <laughs> who's actually guilty of all this stuff? So, um, that um, it's it was it was an interesting movie. I hadn't actually watched a lot of film noir, so it's it's it was one of the better ones that I've seen. So yeah, it definitely keeps your attention. Yeah, and so while he's interviewing Bessie, um, Tr- Treadwell, the auntie Treadwell, Waldo, and uh, Shelby come over because Mark had called them over there and was basically like as a ruse or something just to see if they recognized a bottle of scotch it was like a weird thing where he just brought them over for really nothing at all it was like such a strange scene but um but the aunt had a beautiful hat and a beautiful suit oh yeah and a beautiful brooch yes <laughs> I mean, she had she, she looked was really about, great she has was her character is all about conspicuous consumption like lots of hats lots of veils lots of jewelry like i loved it yeah and she always had like every she always has these really flowery hats with like the full veil over the face and uh, beautiful jewelry like uh, you know like the ace like sort of the asymmetrical placement of stuff and um and you know you get get the impression she's very refined and um uh, yeah, and, and, money. And, and I think that he, he called him over because I think that was the thing is like after talking to Bessie, he realized that there was he I guess going through apartment, he realized like there was some really cheap booze there. And yeah, he was so, like, this yeah. seems really out of place for somebody. And I guess I don't know. Back in the day, that would have been. I personally know people who make good money and you'll still maybe find some pop off vodka here and there <laughs> in their in their collection. Uh, you know, but apparently he finds this bottle of booze and he's like, hold up, you know, yeah. this girl don't drink no boons or whatever it is. And then, <laughs> and, and so, and he even asked the maid, she's like, no. And he's like, well, but it's in here. So she's like, well, I put it away. I saw it there and I put it away. I didn't want yeah, it, you know, be like, disgraced. Yeah. There's some um, sort of weird shit that just wasn't adding up. So he had to yeah. call them on it and all this stuff. Yeah. And so he's like, well, like somebody he came over here, it, you know? And so, um, yeah. And so he brings them all over and then shit gets really weird because it gets super catty and then. Waldo's basically like, well, I'm going to take back my vase. And they're like, what? And then Vincent Price is like, you can't do that. That, that. that doesn't belong to you. That belongs to you. He's like, oh, bitch, you don't have any place to be telling me what I can and cannot take, you loser. But he's like, I want this, and I want this clock, and I want all these. I want I want my super flurious tchotchkes that I gave to Laura. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was very obsessed with these like three items from her apartment. I was like, yeah. you need to calm down, queen. I'm like, you could just go to the auction and rebuy them back. It's no big yeah. deal. Um, <laughs> Calm down, Queen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, and apparently, like he, uh, apparently, what was it? So that's that whole scene was just kind of went nowhere. And then 
uh, the detective went back to the apartment later and Waldo had came in again talking about his vase and his clock and his antique fire screen or something. And he calls out, Waldo even calls out um, to the detective and just basically, are you planning on leasing this place out? You're here all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> this is also where you found find out that the detective put um, a bid with the auction house on the portrait of Laura. It was like a real quick throwaway line, huh. but he then he's like he's like you're losing it. He's like you're losing it, Mark, and all this stuff. I was like, oh, okay. So this I is where you I, find yeah, out. Yeah, I didn't realize that he had done that. And then uh, what was it? So Mark just basically just after. Uh, after Waldo leaves, he's like, let me just get drunk. <laughs> like he just yeah. literally starts pounding shots and yeah. falls asleep. He in the starts chair. cleaning out her liquor cabinet and walking around. And that's when he picks up her hanky and like, you know, he's like going to open the drawer and he's smelling her perfume. And he, he starts like looking through the closet, looking at dress. I mean, it's, and then he, he falls asleep in this chair sort of right. Beautiful shot, by the way, like this yeah. amazing shot of like, how, you know, like he's slowly drinking and you see the, the painting in front of him as he's sitting in this chair and then he passes out and then he wakes and it's it's, it's really great. And it's done this beautiful sweeping shots that just, you know, really it's, draws you in. Yeah, that's probably why this movie won Best Cinematography at the, from oh, the Academy yeah, Awards that year. I mean, it, it's, it's really, I mean, it was like, a really well great. shot movie. Yeah. It was very and I'm beautiful. I'm sure it was an influence for a lot of people with the whole like haunting painting sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like that's been done so many times since then. Yeah. And so, guess who shows up at this point? Oh, yeah. I'm like, erred. In another, <laughs> back in from an, the dead. <laughs> yep, back from the dead Laura. is Laura in a gorgeous trench coat with a matching derpy hat. <laughs> <'Cause she's> <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I realized, oh, that's like a rain hat sort of design. Oh, yeah. But it's all white because she's an, a an angel or a ghost or something. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, ooh. That, I was like, she was she was serving up all kinds of beyond the grave realness. I was like, yeah. okay, girl. It was great. It. And, like, it's, and it's cool because it was like raining. Like you get the idea it was raining. So she comes in and she's all wet and, and she's just standing. She's standing in her apartment with this dude passed out in a chair <laughs> like beautiful shot like, uh, by the way. what are you doing here and he's like oh my god you're yeah. alive you know and he he kind yeah. of is it's a great moment because it's so serious like he's it feels so genuine when he's just like like he's seeing a ghost you know yeah I love that this the way that they shot the scene is really beautiful. It's really slow paced, and there's like yeah. no and there's no music underneath it to sort yes. of like kind of take away from what's happening because they're both like she's freaked out that there's a dude asleep in her apartment, and then yeah. he wakes up and he's like, "Whoa, there's a dead woman standing in front of me." Yeah, um, and then she's like, "I'm gonna call the police." He's like, "I am the police," and then she's yeah. like, "Okay, what what are you talking like? What is going on?" You know, and then when he tells she shows her the paper. Like she genuinely looks really shook up, like really yeah. terrible. Like, like what has just happened? You know, and I would be it, like out she looks like I someone trying to take it all in. You know, she's just like, yeah. what is happening? You know, yeah. I would be genuinely freaked out if I came home and they were like, oh, you were shot in the face a couple nights ago and you should be dead. I'd be like, excuse me. Yeah. I, what? Because of what? <laughs> yeah, it's um, all in the papers. That you've been murdered, you know? <laughs> you've and yet you stand murdered. here before me. You know, it's not just yeah. like, oh, she committed suicide. Like, no, bitch, you don't have a face anymore, and you're here. <laughs> you know. Um, 
So that's why they kind of piece it together that the girl who was shot was Vincent Price's piece on the side. Yeah. His model lady. Who was also which, a model who actually that Jean had, uh, sorry, that Laura had hired, you know, yeah. and, and so. happened to just have the same sort of like height and figure as, and was a brunette. And, um, and I guess, uh, uh, um, Laura had reached out to her to talk to her before yeah. she had gone away to just be like, look, you know what? Like you can have them. I'm not into this. And like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, you know, wasn't like, stay away from my man. She's just like, I want out, you know, she's like, you can take that snake ass D and yep. you can go somewhere else with it. I don't and want it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why she like, cause at one point, you know, the detective was like, well, you got to get out of your wet clothes, like go change. Like, you know, and, and so she goes into a room and she comes out right away and she's like, uh, this bitch's dress is in my closet. And here's a picture. It was like that, that wasn't me. That was her, you know, how creepy was it though? That Super she, creepy. Well, but how creepy was it that she was basically like, so the whole premise is that Vincent Price's character loaned, like, and it comes out later on in the movie, but yeah. you you know, it's like... Whatever, I'm, we're all over the you place. You know, you <laughs> should have seen this movie at this point. Yeah. So if I, we're not spoiling anything for you. Um, it's on Netflix. It's all good. Yeah. It's super easy it's to watch right now. So apparently he gave the apartment, he's like, oh, loaned the apartment to his lady friend, and then she yeah. goes over there, and then she immediately gets dressed in Laura's clothes. I'm like, wow, yeah. make not yourself just clothes, comfortable. Her negligee and mules, okay? Her she mule, didn't just yeah, put on... She didn't just do like... Um, like a working girl and put on like an evening gown and some pumps. She put on like her no. lady, her, her like next to this negligee. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I talk about like single white female in a bitch. Yeah. I'm that's, like, that's a little creeper. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. So that was creepy. And um, then, so he's basically, don't leave the apartment, don't call anybody, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes down and to where they have her phones tapped and everything. And then she immediately calls Vincent Price and is like, we got to figure this shit out. What's your deal? And then she like dips and they got to chase her after her. And then, of course, uh, Detective Mark McPherson says the amazing line, Dames is always pulling a switch on you. Which I yep. was like, oh, I love that 1940s style. Oh, like, I know. Cop, you know, film noir speak. Dames, always pulling a switch on you. Yep. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like at that point, like, because he was like, he was like almost convinced Laura was not one of them. And then all of a sudden it's like, right. oh, she pulled and the switcheroo. She, you know? Yep. Then she makes it, <laughs> then she implicates herself, basically. Bitches she be the, switching. Uh, bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah. So by doing that, she didn't help herself out. So now puts it, now puts it, her in the spotlight as being like, okay, well, then you killed this bitch because you knew that she was sleeping with Vincent Price. Yeah. So what's your deal? What's going on? Yeah. So, Which would be crazy to be, can you imagine? Like you come back, you're like, okay, some chick who everybody thought was me. Had a shotgun blast in the face in my own house, and now you're telling me I did it? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is not my problem. <laughs> I, I failed to see how I did this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was just not. I was so such a. It's so. It gets starts getting convoluted because you're like everyone's a suspect nobody's right. a suspect like it's 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 amazing well it's yeah really, and, really if, and he's like trying to tell her like don't call anyone he's like i'll come back tomorrow don't don't call anyone don't tell yeah. anyone you're here because we don't know who the fuck did this like we don't know yeah. what's up and of course so, like he leaves and you just see her touching the phone like she can't <laughs> she can't not <laughs> use the phone yeah she <laughs> and they have her place tapped him. so they figure out she called um, she called Shelby 
And, yeah. um, you know, he meets her. And then he goes up. So they follow they follow Vincent Price's character. And he goes up to the upstate cabin and starts fucking with some shit up there. Like, making it seem like he's getting rid of evidence and all this stuff. And yeah. Like, getting rid of a gun and all this stuff. And it's like, girl, this is yeah. not looking good for anybody. Like, what the hell? And that's when he basically spills the story that he she was it was the girlfriend was there the, yeah the model for the model girlfriend was there and that he he was she was shot and then he didn't know what to do so he just ran like a puss yeah and i was like it's like what way to go and what was it and he's like why did you call the police and he's like i just didn't know what to do and yeah I'm like, how is that an excuse you like, know i think this is just a further like underline what pussy this guy is because oh it's like God. first of all he's not serving in the military and he has I mean, no reason not to and then he's he, coming across. Yeah. Really bad and then he turns movie. tail like a woman gets shot and and, you know, he knows he's not supposed to be there. He just gets out. He's a total weasel. He's an absolute I mean, weasel. This is so bad. Yeah. Um, and that so he so Waldo or sorry, Waldo. So Mark and Mark and Shelby go back to the city and he, he you know, Mark has more strings to unravel and he ends up at Laura's apartment the next morning and she's like, I'll make you breakfast, blah, blah, blah. And then Bessie comes in. Oh my God. And is shocked to her core. Oh my that God. Laura she is alive. like bloody murder. Like, good God. And she like screams. has a breakdown, which I mean, I guess, you know what? If I thought the person you? that really, ca- yeah, I guess I would. I, <laughs> I'd actually think that was probably perfectly justified when she did that. It yeah, felt, like it was real. It felt real, you know. Well, okay, so here's the situation, Kathleen. I've been dead for a few days, and then you walk into the room, and I'm there. Well, not only that, but I, I found your body with your face yeah. blasted out of like a yeah. hole, you know, like yeah. graphically, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, and then I walk. You walk into the kitchen, and there I and am. And there I am, like no big deal. And you yeah, scream I probably bloody have a goddamn murder. heart attack, you know. And my response to you is, "How about you make us some breakfast?" Yep. That. That really, that was a little bit of a what the fuck moment for me. That really like, killed the whole performance of Bessie. Like, I don't know, Jean Tierney, she couldn't have been that relationship. More, more tinny and, and like wooden she, in that moment. She was just like, oh, no, I'm not dead. I'm not a ghost. Of course I'm not a ghost. Make us breakfast. Well, but this is to me where it got to me. I don't know. I, I guess I almost want to say racist because I feel like she was like, there, there, poor Irish servant. It's fine. I think it was, I, know? Yeah, it's, it, I don't even know if it was racist so much as classist. She's classist, just like, Bitch, you're the, yeah, you're I guess the help, that's the word. And I'm not, it's like, I, and that's why I never understood why that Bessie character, after that, I was like, why is she so devoted yeah. to this bitch? She wants nothing. To, she was like, oh, sorry, I gave you that shock. Can you make some breakfast now? Yeah, she's okay. like way too grateful for crumbs. I was like, yeah. what? Jesus Christ. I'm like, I was like, Bessie, Get yeah. some self-esteem. Yeah. Get um, your act together, just, girl. <laughs> just hel- which was crazy. And then so while Bessie's in the kitchen making eggs and, you know, recovering from her shock, <laughs> they go into the living room and Waldo shows up. Yes. Oh, sorry. Vincent Price no, shows Vincent up. Vincent Price and... And he's like, he's like, everything I told you was under duress. And my lawyer says yep. that I'm not liable for anything that I said. Yeah. He gets and super weaselly in that moment. Yeah. He lawyers up, as they say on CSI, mm-hmm. and um, and then Waldo shows up. Yeah, and 
he opens the door and there's Laura and then Waldo faints like the queen he is. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> <It is> <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If there they was a best faints it. in cinematic history, please but let this be show number it. one. It's so amazing. There's so many like off screen happenings yes. that like are so amazing because yeah. you could just sort of fill it in yourself. Yeah. There's so many implications that. that you're almost like watching it. Like you, you, you kind of think you watched it, but you didn't, you know, cause it's yeah. so, it is it. Oh, was, so, great i just loved it so much because i could just imagine that he flailed his arms oh, about and like <laughs> crumpled to the floor <laughs> like a big old lily white queen <laughs> just like <laughs> i know they didn't do that but still a boy could dream with his white carnation akimbo <laughs> <laughs> he just pulled his handkerchief out of his pocket and waved it around in front of his face as he fell down <laughs> it floated down on his face like a cloud <laughs> <laughs> Lordy me. Um, <laughs> and then so they carry him into the bedroom and he comes back out after taking some sort of pill or something. Yeah. And a he, roofie. he's just <laughs> something. And then he's just like, Well, we may as well celebrate your celebrate your not dead yeah. by having a party. Yeah, that he was basically like He's so like, let's basically weird. like let's have a coming out you're alive party. You know? <laughs> but he's like he was in that room for less than fifteen minutes and he's like, I called my man, he's calling everybody. We're having a party. Oh yeah, yeah. It, at your house, which is a crime scene. Yeah. Which I don't understand it. They have thirty thousand like they have thirty people in this apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a crime it's scene. It's a goddamn crime scene. I mean, a woman lost her face there. And <laughs> this was like I like you're per- potentially ruining evidence. Yeah. Oh, uh, evidence, well, the evidence that schmevidence is the what we're evidence saying. that the detective didn't drink all. Yeah, right. Like, what is happening? Oh my god! And that's when Auntie Treadwell comes in and starts throwing herself at Vincent Price. He's basically like, "Let's run away. I know it's over between you and Laura. Let's run away yes. together." Yeah, and all this stuff. And I was like, "Oh, girl, you are wearing a hat that's too beautiful for you to be throwing yourself yes. at any man." Yes, yeah. She was that's wearing that like she... epic kind of like donut hat with the full veil. You know, they, oh, <laughs> it was like that hat. I was like, "You have yeah. that hat on. You should have more." Self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a woman with so that beautiful. kind of hat does not need a man like that at all. <laughs> it's so crazy. Get yourself together, and Mrs. Danvers. <laughs> You're not letting this. Mrs. I'm sorry. Danvers I just go. can't. That's all I can see. She's a fabulous actress. I mean, just amazing. Like yeah. so refined. But um, yeah, but that, that whole scene, scene is so crazy. And then, so crazy. and then, like, um, at some point, her and Laura. Are together, right. and that's when she gives her that wonderful speech of just like, "Look, Shelby and I were made for each other. We're we're terrible people." Yeah. Like she literally says, "Like we're awful yeah. people, and I love him, and like don't expect him to change. No hard feelings." Right. But and she, this is the time where she says, "I can afford it." Yeah, but and I, which I and I like, almost didn't feel like it was even trying to be bitchy or threatening no. or anything. She was just like, "Look, like almost like as one sister to another, like you do not need this man. I need like yeah. like I do. You you deserve better." I don't deserve better. Like this is this is where I'm at, and which is a harsh thing to say. But she 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 almost like I, I don't know. I I really felt like she was doing it in a way that wasn't like he's my man. It was just more like look, he's not gonna bring you anything but pain and misery. He might bring me pain and misery, but it's mine. It's it. I'm gonna own right. it. You know, like I know what I'm getting into. I don't think you do. And I thought that was pretty. I don't know. I liked it. I like you don't really see yeah, that a lot. An, it, was it was an, an interesting scene. interaction. Yeah, and she's. 
expertly like painting on her lips with her gorgeous little compact. Oh, the accessories <laughs> are just so and, good. Like the fact that they're they're in like a bathroom, powder room, bedroom, a boudoir. A boudoir. Sti- I mean, like, yeah. it's just so beautiful and lavish. And like, that's where you want to put your makeup on, you know, <laughs> like yeah, it's totally. just, right. Philip? I mean, your hair. that's where I put my makeup on. <laughs> oh, indeed. As one does. <laughs> um, but then, so after they come out of that, Mark gets a phone call. The detective gets a phone mm. call and he's like, I'm bringing in somebody. He's like, I've got to bring in the killer. And then he takes Laura away yes. and Bessie loses a shit. Like goes, goes all fucking crazy. Yeah. On, like screaming. And, um, again, Laura's response is, why didn't you get me my things? I know. And it was such <laughs> like, a very, while she's having this shit fit. I know. It, I know she's super calm and like icy about it, but S- so I, that crazy. whole scene was very interesting too because like the phone rings and like everybody knows that the detective is there right like he's like yeah. sort of the fish out of the water so when the de- phone rings and they, for him the whole it's like the whole party comes with screeching halt yeah. and everybody like you just record see, scratch yeah like he's like it's, he, it's him in front with the phone you see everyone in the background just slowly turn and they're staring at him and just coming closer and closer and like listening and it, it I'd like everybody's face just goes from like happy to like terrified you know and then in the end when he comes to Lori, he's like i gotta take you in everybody's like oh fuck are you kidding me and uh, i know right it's and by the way she's that's my favorite outfit she's actually wearing was that the one that was, i love was, that okay, the, the peasant was the, it's like one? the peasant blouse like tunic that it was had like the peasant oh, like yeah. drawstring neck with a with like uh just like a 1940s like classic like matching skirt but it was like a peasant blouse but it had uh the sleeves actually had like cuffs on them they were like they were like kind of wide and cuffed but it looked the probably the whole thing was made out of like silk crepe or something it was just so buttery and like just like laid on her beautifully but it was sort of nipped at the waist but still drapey and then what i loved is she had this like cowl like scar- like matching cowl scarf thing that when she's like when she goes to the you know has to get taken away she's like let me put this on and then it, it almost <laughs> had a princess leia sort of star wars look to it i just it, it was like draped across her chest and her shoulders and she looked so beautiful i just i want that outfit like i, I would wear that <laughs> that was gorgeous and um yeah and she just and he when he got the light shined on her he's trying to interrogate her and ask her about stuff and then you know, in the end, which I was like, those those double interrogation lights. I was like, seriously, yeah. with and she's those like, double. Can I thought you that... turn these little bitches off because I can't yeah, see. I was like, that's seriously how you used to get confessions yeah. out of people was just shine two lights directly oh. on their face. I thought. Don't forget the shot like... of sodium penth- pentothal or whatever the, the truth serum to make them <laughs> talk. You know. Yeah. So crazy. It was like I thought that was like a bit of a cliche, but it was legit, must have been yeah, real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and so he, like, he sit down, let me turn these lights. Yeah. Off. And, and he asked her all these questions <laughs> and sort of to sort of vet her to make sure that, you know, she hadn't really committed any of these crimes. And and that's, you know, and, and that's when he's like, well, you're you know, you're free to go. He's like, I didn't even book you. I just I needed a he's like, I, I had a feeling you were, you know, you were innocent, but I needed to I needed to figure it out, you know. Yeah. And uh, um. Yeah. That was an intense scene, actually. It was really intense. And then, so Mark ends up going over to Waldo's apartment after he drops off Laura. But Waldo's at Laura's place. So he is clearly breaking some sort of rule and going into her his apartment and realizes there's a secret compartment inside the clock. Yeah. And so he goes back to Laura's apartment and realizes that 
there's the same secret compartment and then finds the gun. And that was that was the thing because he goes to his apartment. He's like, hold on a second. There's this clock is here. This is the clock he wanted. This the, I was just yeah. seeing like you've got a matching there's clock. Something, yeah, he's yeah. like something's he's up. Going, you know, he's figuring something yeah. out. Um, and that's when he figures out that there's a secret compartment at the bottom, and he finds the gun in her parts. But before that, they have that scene where Waldo is basically is Waldo is having it out with Laura, and he's telling her that you know she needs to. What is it? He's basically just yelling at her for something, um, and she's. <laughs> He's basically saying that she's in love with the detective and it's inappropriate yeah. but, and all of this stuff. And, well, and she's really not. Like she's like, I've known not him really. a she's day. Just like, okay. And you know what? Yeah. I'm sorry, but even like she in no way, even at the end, like at some point when they kiss, like it, it did not even, she did not seem to exude any sort of, I want this man at all. She was just like, yeah. I'm, I, someone tried to murder me. This is the last thing on my mind. But it, it was yeah, just really I, him like freaking out and being obsessed again. He's just like yeah. every man she's with. He's like, oh, you just want this earthy man to come and come along and just take you out and blah 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 and make you not pure and not Laura. You know, like he yeah. every every guy is like wrong and and like how some of the you best. Know, of course, he has some of the best lines. Oh, in this they're whole, just like, so rant Because he says, to you, a lean, strong body is the measure of yes. a man. Which I was like, girl. Girl, you feel that way. <laughs> Ready. Because you want to be like, her. You want to be a lady. Yep. You want to be held in those yep. strong, strong arms. You want that earthy like, relationship. Don't, don't front. <laughs> Was it? I, she said he says muscular and handsome in a cheap sort oh. of way. And I was like, you. You're are like, uh, dude, you so have a boner. Uh, you you like, you got a boner just saying like, that. So you might want to. How is someone? <laughs> how is someone muscular and handsome in a cheap sort well, of way? Like, <laughs> I Harrison Ford, I would say, is like that. <laughs> cheap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like okay, it. Okay. I, I like it. You know, I'm just okay. saying. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. That's so funny. That is hilarious. So um, he has that whole thing, and she's just like, get out. Yeah, She's like, I've never hated you oh, so yeah, much. Get yeah. out. She basically tells him that he's being a dick, and he leaves. And then that's when Mark finds the gun in the clock, and he realizes that only one person could know that there's a compartment, and that's Waldo. Yeah. So that implicates Waldo as being the killer. Uh, oh, she is wearing a gorgeous dress at that time. Like, I remember that one because um, that's the one I actually drew a tiny sketch of. It's this really, again, quintessential 40s, strong shoulder, but it had like pleats at the shoulder, tiny, like high V neck. Oh, but that then it had one this was cute gorgeous. little, like, like, um, like waist, like pointed waist shaped, like belt. And then she had like a chain yeah. belt with this little, like, tchotchke thing hanging on the side, like little oh, medallion. Yeah. Yeah, that one was um, and she looked yeah. really, and it had little tiny buttons all the way up the back, like little covered buttons. And that was the thing that I thought was like, there were a couple of shots where she walked, I'm like, uh, did you sit in those? Like, I guess they go right <laughs> up your crack. So maybe, maybe they don't hurt, but I wouldn't want to sit on, like, they just went all the way down the back and they look, but they look gorgeous. Was, gorgeous. That was a beautiful, that was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful dress. Cause she had like that whole neck was like, that whole thing was like engineered and pleated in such a way that it like fell yeah. so beautifully on her around her. Neck yeah. It didn't really have like, sleeves. It was, so it was like, beautiful. it was all sort of like built in like dolman kind of. And, yeah. but like it had the, like it was sculpted with shoulder pads, but you couldn't see a crease or a line. I mean, yeah. it just was like it was gorge, just tailoring at its finest in this movie for sure. So good. Um, 
really beautiful. That one was such a nice. That one was one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it was really beautiful. Um, so then. So our friend Mark comes over and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you would date a girl. <laughs> and he locks, basically he's like, don't let anybody in, locks the door behind him, blah, 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 all this stuff. But our buddy Waldo sneaks in through the kitchen, which yeah. I don't know why they didn't check the second door. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess and when they told him to leave, he just sort of quietly like exited the room and tried to like linger and stick around. And honestly, because he's so yeah. he's so freaking obsessed with her. He has I mean, he oh probably knows that apartment in and out like he feels in some way like he made her like he she is him in some way. You know what I mean? And and like at least that's how he feels. And he and um, yeah. but yeah. And but it's interesting because we don't. I we don't really see that until like they've had this whole conversation about him and like things that need to happen and and uh and and like and then he's like okay well I'm going to go don't let anyone in good night you know and she she closes the door and she walks off and then that we see, creepily see that door open and he's just standing yeah, so there creepy. and she goes into her room and she turns on that gorgeous radio that's in the wall right next to her bed which, which i yeah. loved and then we hear we hear waldo talking because he's like and he's not a radio dj but he has like he's, he's a well-known like a, radio he's like personality a talk radio. yeah yeah he's like a talk radio thing where he tells stories on the yeah radio yeah then, which would have which been you know if you don't then. have tv i mean that would have been i guess that would have been pretty hot shit you know like you know yeah. as far as Anyway, so she's like listening to his program and like getting yep. ready for bed, and she puts on this gorgeous dressing gown. Uh, that guy dressing oh, gown is so it's cute. So I pretty, loved it. and like it just tie. It's like little like wrap in the front with a tie. It looks so soft and buttery. The, but, but those like, oh the applique those floral, floral on the side. On the side. Oh, so again, it's so forties. So they love themselves some asymmetrical, <laughs> a strong shoulder and some asymmetrical flowers trailing down one side of the bodice. Like that is, yeah, I I can't, I was like, (laughs) that is dedication to a look when you have shoulder pads in your dressing gown. Dedication. And I'm not complaining because she looked stunning. So So stunning. And she's like trying to put her hair up and like sitting there, like getting ready for bed. Like, and it's, it's so great. It's so creepy because you know, he's in her apartment and she's listening to his radio program. And then she's like putting up her hair and he just comes in her room. All of a sudden she doesn't see him right away. And then she does. And she's like, you know, like what are you doing here? And so it is so creepy. creepy. Like by that point, that like it, it's very like in that like Alfred Hitchcock. We're just like you. You know everything going on except her, and you're just like this bitch is in your house. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, yeah, it's so good. Um, and then he like basically goes off the deep end where he's just like, you can't have this earthy relationship. Yeah. I'm not going to let you be soiled. It's like one of those, I, if I can't have you, yeah. no one can yeah. moments. And he, yeah. And then of course, Mark realizes that he never came out of the apartment. So he runs back up with his um, deputy buddy and they start trying to break into the apartment. And he, uh, Mar- uh, Waldo fires a shot. And of course, Laura pushes the gun out of the way, which was, I was like, good yeah. for you, girl. Oh, it was like, a great, like, and it looked instinct. very real. Like the way she did like the push and, and run, like was really, awesome and she just like ran and got the hell out of there and then when he comes running after her with the gun they shoot him and he has this wonderful dramatic (laughs) death (laughs) he's just like Mr. Lidecker that was amazing 
You know that he got, he's like, they were just like, can you not do it so queenie? And he's like, I don't do retakes. My boy, this is what I do. Yeah, it was like, he took that shot and then was like, I'm surprised he didn't have like 15 lines of dialogue because oh that shot was so it over was the top. Great. It was It was amazing. so grand and like. It uh, was like it was delicious. He was from another. <laughs> he was from another era where he just took that shot and was like, oh, <laughs> and he was just his body language was just like it was like something oh, was you would so have seen good. on stage, like watching Shakespeare, like the long Probably, dramatic death, yeah. and it was wonderful. Oh, uh, that's. I wonder if that's how he fainted, and that's why they didn't show it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> where it was like, okay, we can't show this painting scene because it looks too queeny. <laughs> but we could show him dying for a hot well, second. Well, you know what? That's actually kind of probably how it would work. <laughs> They're like, it's okay to show him dying, but not don't be happy or just, you know, fake dying because you're gay, you know? Surely you must yeah. atone for your sins at the end. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, so that's the movie. Yeah. This you know fades out i mean it's really it was it was a it really was a really good movie, good movie. highly recommend yeah. it. it was i mean second and third watching i was just like this still the acting yeah. held up it doesn't get old yeah really, if anything really i felt like i was yeah. really sort of able to see things more like deeply watching it more than one you know this is definitely one of those movies highly recommend watching more than once it really is haunting and it's very mesmerizing um oh uh, God, yeah, yeah and 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 you know what nobody gets married at the end it's crazy. Yeah. There's oh there's not God. a double wedding or a single wedding or nothing. And and it doesn't end in Laura. No, Mark she's kissing. not in, like she doesn't ends. end in his arms with a kiss. It's just like, and you know, and like I said, like there's that one scene where, you know, he's leaving her for the night to stay alone in her place before they realize that Waldo's there. And you know, he kind of kisses her goodnight. Like they kiss each other on the lips like sort of as she closes the door but to me it didn't even feel to me that did not seem passionate at all it was more like like you know i care like be safe you know like it didn't even feel right. like to me it wasn't and i don't even think he like it wasn't like he wanted her it was just i i and maybe this is just my optimistic i think he just sort of changed her laura changed his view about women like she he he made him made him realize that there are other women out there besides dames and i don't think it was about him hooking up with her he just really wanted to make sure that she didn't like she was this great he didn't want her to die like he just really cared about yeah. her like and and i think that you know, like in in my mind, I could see them like staying good friends, you know, maybe hooking up occasionally, casually, but never really like getting married, you know, because you know, I mean, come on, they're super, they're just too damn pretty. But they're also from they two different so worlds. Pretty. And I feel like coming yeah. from like they would know that and they would just like always kind of be friends because, you know, it's hard to not be friends with somebody who saved your life, you know. So yeah, totally. But that's my thing. I I really loved it. Another thing I wanted to say was, you know, the thing about Jean Jean Tierney. Like, I didn't know a whole lot about her, but I remember I was like, what? There was something I remember reading about. I thought it was her that I was like, I needed to. I was like, something about her I knew. And it turns out that right before she filmed this movie, she um she actually got pregnant, and it and she 
she got pregnant by um, Oleg Cassini, who was the co- at the time was the costume designer for Universal, and this was a huge no no to like hook up. I didn't know he was a costume. Well, designer. he was well their designer. He like this was at at the time uh, when they right. didn't just have like sort of like Adrian. You weren't really like a costumer right. like say like a Sandy Powell today. You would have done like real couture. Like you were a fashion designer who worked at a movie studio, and right. so she ended up Oleg Cassini and her ended up getting married. She got pregnant. And again, this was wartime, and she worked at the Hollywood Canteen, which, uh, if you're familiar with that, Hollywood Canteen was run by like yeah. Betty Davis and Marlene, you know, other people. And they, um, these celebrities would go, and they would, um, they would work there. They would serve the troops. They would dance with them. It was a whole thing. And um, what happened was when she was pregnant. Um, she was working there, and she somehow contracted rubella, which is German measles, while she was pregnant. And so she gave oh. birth to a baby, a girl, who was severely disabled. She was blind. She was deaf. She had, you know, different problems and basically had to be institutionalized all her life. And they bo- she always felt very guilty and sort of grief about this, you know, because, I mean, there's more help now, but there definitely wasn't then. And... Um, she turns out years later, years later, some fans, came, some women came up to her. A woman came up to her and was like, hey, you know, like, I'm, I'm such a huge fan. She's like, you know, I met you at the Hollywood Canteen. I was under rubella quarantine with my group, but we broke quarantine so we could come see you. And oh, so God. she finds out years later that because they broke quarantine, they gave her and probably hugged her, shook her hand, whatever. They were highly contagious. And, of course, being pregnant, you're more susceptible to this. They never knew any of this. And so she contracts this and then gives birth to a disabled baby because of this. Oh, wow. And this had just happened right before she filmed Laura. So oh, I think wow. that in some way there's like that intensity that she carries with her that I feel like if you watch the movie, think if you I can't help but think about that. And which later on, I guess that whole her whole what happened with her and her baby, that ended up being an inspiration for an Agatha Christie novel. Which, which I can't remember uh, the name of the title right now, but it was like, but it was something along those lines of like somebody, you know, having a having a disabled child through that sort of like it was the that whole storyline was like an inspiration for a, a story. But um, I didn't know that. Yep, her and Oleg Cassini had two daughters. They eventually divorced, um, and then she dated uh, JFK for a while. But he would not marry her because oh. he had a big political career. He was Catholic, and she had already been divorced, so he would not marry her. And uh, weirdly, uh, six degrees of separation. Oleg Cassini, her ex-husband, who they always remained friends. They were always good, and he gave actually quite a bit of money to help with his daughter's care. Like they were always very, you know tried to do what they could um he was actually responsible for the jackie o look and designed the inaugural dress for for jackie onassis so talk about a whole six degrees of separation that's a little little too close for comfort if you know what i'm saying so fun facts there (laughs) yeah um also other fun facts actually is that bonnie cashin the girl who ended up being the costume designer on this movie was also one of the first designers for the label coach Oh. In 1962, and she basically revolutionized their business. Fuck yeah, and, uh, lady friend. Yeah, <laughs> what she did was she introduced fashion colors to their assortment because up until that point they'd just been doing like yeah. tannery colors, and then she also she also made them into um, uh, an accessories brand. Wow. She brought in all kinds of other stuff to the brand and did all this like revolutionized to where they make they were became what they are today by introducing. Um, 
uh, shoes, pens, eyewear. Oh, all I love that me stuff. a good pair so of coach gloves. Like, I think they are the classiest oh. things. Oh, have you ever tried yeah. those? They're like butter. Gorge. Yeah, but I thought I always thought that was really cool. Was that like, that's such is an interesting awesome. Way to, like, move move from one industry yeah. to the other. I was like, oh, that's cool. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, this movie's super <laughs> interesting. And then, of course, I'm sure many people know about Vincent Price. I personally love the guy. I grew up watching Mystery on PBS, and he was a host of that all through the 80s. And so he was, oh God, he's and so you know, awesome. he was sort of like my, like, you know, pretend grandpa <laughs> you know i love that guy he is so good and i you know i will any roger corman movie that he's in i will watch um you know it just he's and he's if you read about him he just was an amazing guy he 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 collected art he started his own like art museum for everybody to study and he had daughters one of them came out he became an honorary member of p flag he was a gourmet cook uh, you know, I just like, I mean, yeah, oh, wow. there's so many things about him that are just kind of amazing. And like, um, you know, and then, of course, m- most people know him in his last movie. He was in Edward Scissorhands, um, which unfortunately he, that like they had to cut his scenes short because he was already suffering from like Parkinson's and um, other ailments. Oh, and yeah. so, uh, you know, they had to shorten his time on screen. But originally he was going to be a much bigger part of the story. And I would have loved yeah. that. <laughs> we all yes. <laughs> all right. So we should probably wrap all right. it up. Um, this movie was yeah. awesome, Philip. I am so really glad good. we really, watched really this. Good. It just like very pretty beautiful movie. Super beautiful. Really. Yeah. So uh all right, kids, so you can connect with us on all kinds of social media, Old Hollywood Realness on Facebook, at Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram, at OHR Podcast on Twitter, email us, blah 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 blah. Nice. Oh, um, old Hollywood realness at gmail.com. Um, um, and one last thing is we got to give mad props to our buddy Hal yeah. Loveland because he gave us his vocal talents for the opening of this awesome podcast. Yep. Thanks, Hal. She gave her very oh. first kiss to you. Oh. That was Laura. <laughs> it was only a dream. <laughs> Woo hoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Ha, 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 ha.